Yo, today's QOD is begin thinking about yourself as you would like to be. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Brian Tracy back on the show today. And today, Brian is talking about the all-important self-concept. A couple days ago, we had Don Miguel Ruiz on the show, and he was talking about your story and how your story creates your reality. And if you want to change your reality, you've got to change your story. Well, your self-concept is the story that you tell yourself about yourself. It sets your limitations. You cannot achieve anything that is beyond the box of your self-concept. So what we've got to do is change the story you're telling yourself about yourself to change your self-concept. But how do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because on today's episode, Brian Tracy is gonna tell you exactly how to do it. Here's Brian. For changing your self-concept, we say in your self-concept, the self-ideal is a combination of all the qualities of all the men and women you've admired throughout your life. Which, of course, if you read lots of biographies and autobiographies of men and women who are worthy uh, of reading, as opposed to drunken rock stars and things like that, but when you read about Madame Curie or Thomas Edison or uh, Mother Teresa, when you read stories about men and women who have done wonderful things with their lives, and all of them from humble beginnings, you start to think, ah, oh, I'd like, I like to be that way. And when you read about their qualities and how they persisted, you start to absorb through, your, through the skin being like that when the condition requires it. When the situation requires it, yes, I'll be courageous too, and I'll be determined too, and I will be cheerful as well. So the more you read about people, the more you form a higher and better and, and clarified ideal. Uh, number, so this, this becomes your internal role model. And there's always this dynamic tension between the person you are and the person you would like to be. A person who thinks that they've all, they're already fine is not a person who's really open to any improvement. And people who think that they're already fine are usually people that are not really that admirable. Because every admi admirable person you'll ever meet thinks that they could be much better than they are. They could do much better. They always feel that I could be much more successful than this, or a better person, or I could be more compassionate and more patient and more loving. Even though other people think, geez, you're doing very well, they always compare themselves against an ever higher standard, which means that they're always in this state of dynamic tension toward becoming better and better and better. Uh, when you admire these people, you have an unconscious tendency to be more like them. And that's why it's important that you think and talk about people that you admire. The great tragedy for many young people today is that they admire divas and rock stars and basketball players and dancers with the idols. Those are the people they admire. And you can tell who they admire by who they, who they watch, who they tweet, who they look at, uh, who they replay, who they discuss, and so on. And that's not really very healthy because these people uh, are not good role models for young people. They're not good role models. I have had my life so profoundly and positively changed by role models, mostly men who kind of took me under their wing when I was growing up and coming from a lousy home 
And they became role models to me as even this even to this day, decades later, I can remember still wanting to be someone that they would approve. Uh, Somerset Mom was once asked why he wrote so prolifically, and he had a beautiful line, which I think applies to life. He said, I write to earn the respect of the people I respect. And what I have found is that that's what we do in life, is we do the things we do to earn the respect of the people we respect, and at least not to lose their respect. And many of us would go through tremendous privations and sacrifices not to lose the respect of someone whose respect we value. And so thinking about whose respect you value is a really important point. Who is really important in my life? Who do I really respect? And then you think, what would I need to do or not do to earn or to keep this person's respect? And you don't even have to know them. They just can, they can be people who are people that are very admirable. So there is a difference between your self-image, the way you see yourself now, and your self-esteem, which is how much you like yourself. And here's an interesting discovery, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Here is your, your self-image, and here is your self-ideal. This is the ideal person that you could be, and this is the person that you are today. And there is a dynamic tension between the two. And whenever you do anything in the present that is consistent with the person you would like to be, your self-esteem goes up. You like yourself and respect yourself even more. Whenever you do anything or say anything, you get mad or impatient or short-tempered or something. Whenever you do something in the, in, in the short term that causes you to move away from the person you would really like to be, your self-esteem goes down. So, so successful people are always trying to adjust their behavior so their behavior is more and more like the person they would ideally like to be, the person they admire the most. And then each time you do something that's consistent with the best person you could be, you like yourself and respect yourself more. And it becomes a lifestyle to constantly be doing the things uh, that you know that others would admire, the things, the quality, doing the behaviors that the people that you admire the most would engage in. Very small thing, uh, but a very big thing. So your self-esteem is largely determined by the gap between your self-image and your self-ideal. And is it contracting and getting smaller? Then your self-esteem is high. If it's getting wider because you fell off the wagon, you did or said something you know, that you don't, you're not happy about, you know, that's not me, then your self-esteem will go down. So striving to be like your ideal causes your self-esteem and self-confidence to go up. And then when somebody gives you a compliment that, that is consistent with your being a better person, then you really feel happy because you really feel that you're moving toward that great goal. So the stages of changing your self-concept are Number one, the change must be perceived by you as being both desirable and necessary. Remember we said before, changing a light bulb, the light bulb has to really want to change. Well, for you to change, you must consider it to be desirable, is something that you want, and necessary. This is something I need to do if I'm really going to realize my potential. And so if your self-concept, uh, is you want to have a self-concept of a well, very well-controlled and organized, positive person, you say, this is something that's essential if I'm going to be, achieve maximum influence in my circle or even become a great salesperson. If your self-concept is you want to be very well organized and you need to be well organized to be successful in a competitive business, then uh, you consider it to be, be both desirable and necessary. And that's the motive force that drives you. Number two is begin thinking about yourself as you would like to be. Sort of turn it over in your mind. Um, John Asaroff, who you see tomorrow, great guy, 
he, he, he's done a program, which he'll tell you about. It's called, it was called The Inner Game of Financial Success. And um, he got a call from a man named Timothy Galway. And Timothy Galway, 30 years ago, I read the book, wrote a book called uh, Inner Tennis. And he's also written Inner Golf. And what he says, which is completely consistent with what we are learning here, what he said is if you want to be a better tennis player, imagine that you are a world champion tennis player already. Just imagine you're a world champion. As you move, as you swing the racket, you've seen them on television, just act as though, and think, I'm a world champion. And think of how you would act if you're a world champion. And surprise, surprise, your performance actually improves. You actually play better tennis, just playing with the idea that you're a world champion. And if, you're a world cha if you want to be a better golfer, then, then play with the idea that I'm already a great golfer. I am a great golfer. And just imagine, this is what you uh, like, just imagine that you're already a great golfer and you actually end up playing better golf. It's called, he calls it the inner, uh, the inner game of tennis, the inner game of, of golf. And it's the same thing with you. When you imagine yourself as already excellent at what you want to do. I told you about my friend who I helped him to envision being absolutely excellent at karate. And instead of being stressed or tension, just think about yourself. You're already a champion. One of the best people, all these people have come to see you because you are so damn good at what you do. And he walked on there and he smoked. He got higher grades and won more contests, and he's still doing it, than he ever had before. And he said it was easy. It was easy because your subconscious mind organizes every single motion so it's consistent with this new picture. Uh, begin to visualize and create clear mental pictures. A visualized picture is, is a command to your subconscious mind. And when you visualize yourself performing at your best, your subconscious mind organizes your behaviors and actions on the outside so they're consistent with the picture that you just fed. It's almost like the picture is the command or the seed and your subconscious mind is the garden. And what it does is the subconscious mind grows the behavior that you visualize. All the work on self-image psychology is really exciting. Visualize yourself as positive and confident. Visualize yourself as successful. Visualize yourself as happy. And what happens is you begin to behave on the outside, consistent with that picture, but it's natural. You feel natural with the new behavior. Practice your visualization over and over again, because every time you visualize, as we said, every time you visualize, your subconscious takes it as a new command, like you just did it again. You just performed excellently again, and you just keep replaying the picture. Before every event of importance, you'll find that success, well, I'm probably jumping ahead of myself. Your, your image must be clear, vivid, and exciting. That means the greater clarity your picture of yourself performing or your picture of yourself in the future, the faster it comes into your reality. Vividness is the most important thing of all. That's why if you go and see a house or take pictures of a house and take those pictures and put them where you can see them, uh, read Architectural Digest, which has beautiful homes, or Homes Beautiful, or uh, Sunset Home and Garden, beautiful homes and garden, and read those pictures so you feed your mind with these photographs, almost like, like feeding them into your mental computer, then your mental computer strives to put you into the kind of home that you desire.
Alrighty, that was Brian Tracy wrapping up our week. His website is briantracy.com. You can watch today's full video. It's literally seven hours long on YouTube. It is called Brian Tracy Full Seminar. I highly recommend it. That is it for me. Get signed up for the Rich Lit Society Book Club today. Go to richlitsociety.com. Join us. You're going to absolutely love it. We start discussing the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz next Wednesday, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Replay videos are in your members area and you're going to love the people you meet. Again, that is richlitsociety.com. I'm out. Peace.